God, this morning, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight. Because you are my strength and my redeemer, God. You are our everything this morning, oh God. And Father, without you, we can't do nothing, God. God, if it was not for you, God, there would be no us this morning, God. So, God, we thank you for salvation. Hallelujah, God. We thank you for healing, God. Hallelujah. We thank you for deliverance, oh God. We thank you for doing a new thing in us. I hear the Lord say, I'm changing you from the inside out. Oh, just let him change you this morning from the inside out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From the inside out. Hallelujah. It's all about the living God. Thank you, Jesus. We just want to worship you. Mm, We wait in your presence. We don't have to be nowhere else but here. We wait in your presence, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to your name. Glory, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. We'll stay right here until you're satisfied. Glory to your name. We honor, we praise you, we magnify you, we cry holy, 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 we cry holy, 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 holy is the Lamb, holy is the Lamb, glory to your name, God. Thank you, Jesus. So the question is this morning, do you really want to please him? So the question is this morning, do you really want to honor him? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
the spirit of God is hovering. <laughs> oh, he's here. <laughs> he's hovering. And he's doing a work. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's doing a work already. Hallelujah. All you have to do is reach up and grab it. Hallelujah. See, because our God is not dead. <laughs> he is surely alive. <laughs> He's surely alive. Hallelujah. My God is not dead. He's surely alive. And he's burning on the inside. Oh, don't you feel that fire this morning inside your belly? He's burning on the inside. Hallelujah. Oh. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We just want to please you, God. Hallelujah. 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 See, some of y'all want me to move on, but I will not move <laughs> until God says move. That's the problem with the church today. We in a rush to go eat pot roast after dinner and go do all those things, but I will not move. Because where do I have to go when he's here? We will not move. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's okay to bask in his presence. <laughs> Some of us have been in all kind of presences this week. <laughs> And it's okay to bask in his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. There is a word from the Lord today. Hallelujah. You take your Bibles. And brother, you can stay right there on the keyboard because we may not know where God is going, but we're going to follow him. Amen. Hallelujah. Because our ultimate goal is to please his heart. I am shook up this morning, apostle. Something happened to me on 40. <laughs> on my way here. Turning your Bibles to Third John two two. It's an honor and it's a privilege to even speak his word. So Father, we bless you this morning. We thank you, we honor you, we praise you, we magnify your holy name. 
We bow before you this morning, God, and we say, have your way, Holy Spirit. God, there is none like you in all the earth, God, and we bless your holy name this morning. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing, God, and acceptable in thy sight, thy strength, and my redeemer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. John 3, 2, 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Amen. You may be seated. Today I want to talk about prospering. What prosperity is (laughs) for real. Hallelujah. You know, our words take on a life of their own and we have the ability to speak life or death, right? Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The question is, what fruit are we really eating thereof? Life or death? Think about it. What fruit are we really eating? If our confession is we've always been broke we don't have enough there's never anything in our house to eat we don't have gas to go there i just can't memorize scripture but check this out we can remember teddy pendergrass luther vandross all that stuff all you got to do is say one line apostle of a song from back in the day and everybody know the whole thing five minutes of a song and we got it just like that but how come We can't remember five minutes in the word. Can we recite five minutes of a scripture? We say things like, my bank is empty. I have another headache. That's the fruit that we eat thereof because the words that we're speaking over our lives and situations. And I don't know about you, but I'm done with rotten fruit. I'm done with rotten situations. I'm done with rotten prayer lives. I'm done with rotten study habits. Amen. Did somebody catch that? I'm done with all of that stuff because I want the fruit of the word of God to remain in my life. And guess what? I'm done with rotten people. You know the rotten people you've been around that you're just trying to hold on to, but they're not adding any substance to your life. And what God is saying today, you got to let go of some stuff if you really want to serve me in this hour. Amen. The Bible also says in Matthew eleven twelve, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and violent men take it by force. What is he talking about there? He's literally talking about, you know, sin is always at the door. He's crouching at the door, but I got to violently take my sanity by force. I have the mind of Christ. We have to violently say, I will do what God would have me to do. I'm not going to back up and do my own thing. I'm going to do the perfect will of the father. And it's a fight and the enemy does not want you to win. He wants us to roll over, play dead, accept any and everything that he's throwing our way and not do anything about it. Amen. 
You know, when I think about being focused in the things of God and, and doing what God has called me to do uh, as a leader and as an apostle, I got to put blinders on. Anybody ever been to a racetrack and you see those horses with those blinders on their, the sides of their eyes? What are those for? That's so I can't see nothing over here and I can't see nothing over here. And if you're so worried about what's going on in everybody else's life, everybody else's situation, you will not get to where God has called you to be because the blinders, those things on the side are taking your attention away from your, um, your duty to do uh, what God has called you to do. So when you take the blinders off, what are you looking at? What's caught your attention? The Lord is saying today, come back to where I've called you to be. Come back to where I've called you to be. You know, I was thinking about how I was having a a conversation with Apostle and we were talking about being focused on the things of God. And we were also talking about how, you know, we receive a word and the things that God has promised to us. Yes, the, 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 the promises of God are yes and amen. And we know that and we know that God has called us to do certain things. And there are some things that we're going to pick up along the way as we walk in obedience to him. But guess what? There are some things that you will miss if you get off track. And what God is saying today, many people in the house of God today have gotten off track to go and do your own thing. I'm going to do a little illustration. Come here, honey, and do this for me. Come here. Put these in the aisle, in the middle aisle, with space in between them. Stand them up. And we're going to do an illustration all the way down to the back. Othelia, I want you to read that scripture for me. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord, thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I have commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And in all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city. We want the blessing, don't we? And blessed shall thou be in thy field. We want the field. We want the blessing. Blessed shall, thy, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou cometh in and blessed shall thou be when thou goeth out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee, Mm -hmm. to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee Mm -hmm. one way and flee before thee seven ways. How many of us have heard a word over our life that says we're going to be blessed? Amen. I know I have. How many of us have heard a word that says I'm going to get money, I'm going to get houses, I'm going to get land. But guess what we do, apostle? We take the word and we bypass it. We get on a whole nother path way over here. The word is right here, right? The blessings are on this path, straight down the middle aisle. But I didn't get that money. Why? Because I'm over here doing something else. I'm way over here. But Lord, why didn't I get that money? How come I, Lord, why am I not seeing increase? But God is saying you need to be on this path. But I came way over here. Okay, Lord, so I'm going to hurry up and I'm going to start praying and I'm, I'm going to get back to where you've called me to be because I done missed the money. I, first of all, I missed the word. 
But I done missed the money. So, oh, there go my house right there, Sister Mary. There it go right there. I'm almost to my house, but something caught my attention. But the house is right there. But the house is on that path. The blessings are on this path. But guess what? Something caught my attention. So I'm being dragged back, Sister Denise, way back over here. Because I thought in my mind, that's what it was supposed to be. You know, in the book of Jeremiah, it talks about the intent of your heart, right? So I done missed. First of all, I have literally missed the word of God. Because I chose another path. Because I chose not to give my whole heart to the Lord. And we're going to talk about Solomon and Uzziah in a minute. So I done missed the word. I done missed the financial blessing. But I'm mad at the pastor. Because what you said didn't come to pass. But I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm walking way over here on my own. Huh. Is that my house over there? Why am I still in the hood? When God says, I will with you shall prosper and be in good health even as your soul. But my soul ain't prospering. Because I'm way over here. But I'm looking at that house and I'm claiming it. I'm naming it and claiming it every day after day. That's going to be my house. That's going to be my house. But guess what I forgot about apostle? I got off the path. Where the word is. And then I see the money's drying up. So I stopped paying my tithe. Let me give you a testimony. When I was in between jobs, I got a check, and this was last year, for under $300. And my rent was way over $300. But guess what came off the top? God's money. See, it don't matter what it looked like. I don't care what my bank account say because the bank is not my source. U-Haul wasn't my source. Spectrum is not my source. So I'm looking at that house. Okay, guys, I know I'm messed up, so I'm going to hurry up and pray real good. I'm going to get in tongues and I'm going to start shouting, nah, 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 nah. Oop, that got my car. Oop, 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 oop. Was over at Johnson Lexus the other day looking at me, a brand new 2018. But I got off the path, Sister Denise. Because something took my attention way back over here down this aisle. But I see, but why am I still driving the old two? When God, you said you were going to bless me with the desires of my heart. I done missed the money. I done missed the house. And now I done missed the car. But I can see all these things, but I'm missing it. With my saved self. Speaking in tongues. Sha na na all day long. But I'm still walking on the wrong path. But I'm still speaking in tongues, apostle. But I'm on the wrong path. But I keep seeing everybody else prosper. And be in good health. And their soul is prospering. That's why earlier God has said, I'm changing you from the inside out. I, I don't miss the word. But see, I got so much word in me that it's head knowledge now. I could just quote enough word to make everybody think I know what I'm talking about. But in my spirit, in my heart, 
My heart was far from what I'm saying out of my mouth. So I done missed the money. I done missed the house. I done missed the car. What's way back here? Land. I was supposed to get some land, but something caught my attention. I was trying to get to where God has called me to be. And every time I get back on this path, something catches my attention and I begin to look in the wrong direction. So I end up, wait a minute, I got to take a detour because somebody need me over here. I'm, I'm needed over here. Not where God is wanting me to be, but I, I'm needed over here. But see, when we need it somewhere that God has not called us to be, what happens is we are fulfilling the lust of our flesh because we want to be needed. Apostle Amanda says, want to be seen, heard, and attached to. So now I'm way off of the path that God has chosen for me to walk. I'm so far from the word. But the word is in my mind and they go to word way up there. The word is up there. But we way back here somewhere. And now I'm upset. I'm mad. I ain't coming back to church because I didn't get the land. I didn't get the car. I didn't get the house. I didn't get the money. Why you think you didn't get that? Because you didn't get the word. So now I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm hurt. I'm disgusted. I'm disappointed in myself. So guess what? Guess what else is not happening? Your lamp is not trimmed with oil. Because there's a deficit. So now I got to go get some oil. And while I'm on my way to go get some oil, I got to go run and go get some oil. And while I'm out here, the door is shut. Can somebody let me in? That's what happens. What happened to those foolish brides? When the bridegroom came, they were outside the door. And they couldn't go in. And this is where some people are headed. You're not going to be able to enter in because you forgot the word, but you want all this stuff and you end up outside the door unprepared. And what is God saying today? Prepare yourself. Do what you're supposed to do. When we look in the Bible at Uzziah, I tell you, I've been studying those kings and it's been whooping me, apostle. It's been tearing me up because they accomplished all these things and still missed it. At the end of the day, they still missed it. And I tell you what, if I, if money, houses, land, cars, people are going to take me out of this, you can have it. I'm serious because I've had a whole lot of money. I've had nice cars, nice places to live. I ain't had no land yet, but that's coming. But guess what? When I had all that stuff, it was keeping me bound up. So God had to literally strip me down the possible of everything I had 
to build me back up to where he could trust me with what he was giving me. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope this is helping somebody today. I really do because we missing it because we're way over on the other path and we looking at stuff and we're getting mad at whoever gave you that word. But that word is contingent on if you obey God. There's a scripture that says, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land? If. In order for us to be his people, what do we have to do? We have to follow the word. We can't run around anymore, apostle, following a word that we got from somebody and we don't even have the word of God in our mind to be able to discern if that word was coming from a familiar spirit or the spirit of the living God. Do you even know how to discern a familiar spirit when it's talking to you? A familiar spirit will tell you everything that you've spoken out into the atmosphere and then here you come thinking that was God, but no, it was an atmospheric familiar spirit. That's why you better test every word and see if that word is of God. I know I'm talking right. I may not get a whole lot of amens, but I don't care. He's already approved this message. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Familiar spirits are very, very, very dangerous. And in this hour, we better know that we know this word. Because if we don't know enough of the word to know what's lining up and what's not, we'll hear something that has half truth in it. We'll believe it because it sounds like something that we heard, but we have not read. And it gets mixed up and then all of a sudden you believe in what somebody said based on their feelings, their emotions and what they want you to do. Can I talk about manipulation a little bit? People will literally manipulate you to get you to do what they want to do, even if it's outside of the will of God, but they'll use the word to do it. I know I'm talking right. I'm in the house today. I can feel it because it just got real tight up in here when I said that. That means you a manipulator. How can I identify? Because I used to be one. Hello, somebody. Oh, yeah, you might as well just say it. Spirit, no spirit. That's when I, when I look at somebody, brother Elijah, I say, uh-huh, I see you. That's why. Why you think I can see you? Been there. Done that. But then people don't want to acknowledge that. I see what I see. We're in a serious time right now. We're so busy about picking up all the money, the houses, the cars, the land. We don't forget about picking up the word. We don't forget about making him our first love. The Lord told me something the other day and I really had to repent and I cried and I said, God, I'm so sorry because he showed me that I tell other people I love them more than I tell him. How many times a day do we tell people I love you? I love you. Oh, I love you too. I love you. I say it all day to my kids and stuff. And, but then the Lord said, well, do you love me? So you just told somebody 12 times you love them and I ain't heard it once. Yeah. 
So what happens in that instance is you are literally putting that place, that person or that thing above God and you don't even know it. Apostle was talking about high places and tearing them down. See, it's things that as God revealed to us, say, you know what, Lord, that's me. I'm putting this above you. How many times have we said, I love my job. But in that same breath, did you say, I love you, Jesus? See, God is saying, I want to change you from the inside out. And I'm going to tell you something. If you called and you don't tear down them idols, they're going to get towed down. And you may not like the way that they get towed down. So it would behoove us all to begin to uproot and dig up all that stuff. And tear down those idols and pulverize them. In the Old Testament, what did Moses do with the children of Israel? Uh, he went up on the mountain. They began to, they built, Aaron helped them build that golden calf. And they began to worship him, that calf because Moses didn't come back soon enough. They needed a God. When Moses got back, he was so mad that he pulverized that golden cow and ground it to dust, sprinkled it in the water and made them drink it. And can I just say something about this gold dust phenomenon? Don't follow that. Don't follow that. That, I'm telling you something. The enemy know how to make manifestations happen where you think it's God. But if you trace it in the word, it's found nowhere in the word about gold dust. Except for when uh, Moses ground that calf up, the golden calf, as a punishment to the children of Israel and made them drink it. There go your gold dust. See, because we're beginning to follow too many fads and trends and and think things are of God because we haven't seen it before. Honey, it's going to be a whole lot of stuff that we have not seen before that we're going to begin to see. But if we are not in the book, we're going to miss it. We're going to be running to and fro after every wind of doctrine, after everything that seemeth right unto a man. But at the end, it will bring destruction. See, the enemy will set you up real quick. And get you involved in stuff real quick that look like God, sound like God, act like God. But at the end of the day, it'll bring destruction to your life. And we have to be ever so careful. Hallelujah. I know it's deep, but it's real, ain't it? Glory to God. It's all right. If you look at... Second Chronicles. I love the word. How about you? Glory to God. 16. Excuse me. Second Chronicles 26, 16 through 23. This is talking about King Uzziah. Say amen when you get there. It says, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him and with him fourscore priests, which was, uh, what is that, 80, 20 score, a score is 20. So there was 80 priests went in there with him that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said to him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense, go out of the sanctuary. 
for thou art have trespassed, neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord from beside the incense of the altar. Now, I want to stop right there and say something. See, Uzziah was a king. But he was doing just like the sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, going in the temple trying to do an unauthorized duty. And he ended up in a, they ended up dead, but he ended up in a situation. It didn't even say in the Bible that he got leprosy because he was in there with the incense. It said because he was wroth with the priest. He was mad with the leaders. That's why he got in the situation. It says then leprosy struck him in the forehead because he got mad. He got mad at the pastor. Because the pastor was just trying to help them stay out of trouble. We better watch it. Better watch about who you're talking about. You talk about me, you're going to deal with my God. Because guess what? I don't have to come to my defense. I used to do that a lot. I used to wear myself out. Coming to my own defense. But when I read here... It didn't say that the priest did anything. God took care of that situation. See, he was the king. He could have been off with your head. You're not going to let me come up in the temple? And he ended up, and, and the sad thing about Uzziah's death was all the accomplishments that this king had, nothing was on his tombstone except he died a leper. So all of the stuff that he did, think about this. All the denying of your flesh, all the giving to the kingdom of God, all the doing what God has called you to do. And at the end of the day, because you decide you want to get mad with your pastor and start blah, 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 and all of this stuff, at the end, it may not mean nothing. Think about it. It's serious, Apostle. We are living in such a serious time right now. It would behoove us all to just be quiet and just take it to the Lord and let the Lord handle it and let him fight our battles. Amen. When you look at Solomon, oh, my goodness. Solomon was great. Solomon asked God for wisdom and the Lord began to bless Solomon behind by, beyond his wildest dreams. How many of us has asked God, you know, Lord, I just want to please you. I want to do what you've called me to do. And then God begins to bless us and we right there. As soon as we get the first thing, not the first thing, but that thing right there, the money, we get ghost. Can't nobody find you. Ain't no, you stop, you send everybody go to voicemail. Right. And then all of a sudden, the money get funny, and here you come again. Well, Apostle, uh, I know I've been wrong. Yep, take it, take it to the Lord. I ain't got nothing for you. Apostle, you know, we're a little bit different because I'm a little more, I'm going to cut you off and cut you up, and then I'll have her bandage, bandage you up. <laughs> but Solomon He asked God for wisdom. He built God's house before he built his own. Now think about that. 
Solomon took care of the things of God. It took years. He wasn't thinking about his house. He said, I'm going to make sure that the house of the Lord is intact. He had plans for his stuff. You got plans for your stuff. I got plans for my stuff. But I'm going to make sure that the house of God is taken care of first. I didn't get no amens on that, but it's all right. Hallelujah. In God's house in Solomon times, he had the best gold, the best wood, and he made sure that everything in God's house was taken care of. If we care more about what we have, where we live, and how we're going to make it, the more than more than we care more about the house of God and the things of the kingdom, we got it backwards. If I know that the house of God is in need, I'm going to not go buy that item that I want for my house because God's house needs something first. And if I take care of the things of the kingdom, that means he's going to take care of me because according to the word of God, it said he's never seen his seed begging bread. So I don't have to worry about making sure that God's house is taken care of and I'm going to lack. It has not happened, apostle. I have not been in lack because I believe I'm a firm believer in, you know, if the word said it, that's what it is. How many of y'all remember that song? I shall not be moved. (laughs) I shall not be moved by God's grace. Let's go over to Kings. I love the word. Kings. 11. One through three. First Kings. See, Solomon had an issue. He did all this stuff. And one thing interesting about both of these kings, they did all this stuff for God, but it wasn't with their whole heart. They started off well, but they ended up real wrong. First Kings, it says, but Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughters of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites, and of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, ye shall not go into them. What has God told you not to do? But now all of a sudden it's all right because everybody else is doing it. I can do it now because my cousin them doing it. I can do it now because I see them pastors over there doing it. I see the praise team over there doing it. It's okay. I can do that now. You know, why don't we twerk in church, pastor? <laughs> Come on now. You've seen it on YouTube. Everybody have. I'm not saying that we need to be twerking up in here. That ain't happening. But what I'm saying is there is a right way that seemeth right unto a man, but at the end it brings destruction. So God told the children of Israel, don't even mingle with them. But now you have the king. Now, you know, this is what really gets me. God spoke to him twice. How many times have God spoken to us? But we decided at the end of the day, we're going to do what we want to do because God, you understand my heart. God, you know my heart. Yeah, the Bible says that our hearts are deceitfully and desperately wicked. Who can know it but God? If God will begin to show us everything that is in our heart, we will probably fall over dead because there's so much of the sin nature up in there with our saved self. 
I can raise my hand first because when God showed me something, I said, God, I didn't know that was in there. Do you know that if you say I could just kill them, then guess what? You got a murdering spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds funny, but it's there because otherwise it says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So if it's coming out your mouth, it's in your heart. I know I'm talking right. Boy, I'm hit. I'm going to, should I just preach this? <laughs> out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the Lord is saying, there are some things I told you not to do. I told you not to mess with that. I told you not to go over there. I told you not to do that. I warned you through the mouth of the woman, the man of God, the prophet, but you chose your own way. And now you're missing this and you're going to miss all of that because you chose to go over there and do what you wanted to do. And God is saying, I'm still trying to get you to come back into alignment with my word so that you can have the things that I promised you. But rebellion would literally keep you out of the things of God. Look at verse 4. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods and his heart was not perfect with his God as it were with the heart of David, his father. Now we know David messed up. He messed up real bad. But guess what? He had a heart after God. And it goes on to say that Solomon, now check this out. God has spoken to this king. He's made him great. He's built God's house. He's brought the children of Israel into a place of, of, of having a place to worship. And he brought the ark into the house. And God now has a place to, his spirit has a place to dwell within his own temple. But at the end of the day, Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians. And after Milcom, the abominations of the Ammonites. You know, Milcom and Molech, they're the same thing. Molech is that God where, you know, you would ca- cause your children to pass through the fire. They, uh, cre- they did uh, burnt offerings with people to their God and things like that. They would sacrifice their children, all type of stuff. And this is who Solomon began to follow. After he had an encounter with God, after he built the house of God, after God spoke to him, he ended up in a situation It says that his heart was not perfect with the Lord. Verse 6, and Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and went not fully after the Lord as his, David, his father, did. Now, wait a minute. I need to go right back there and say that again. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and went not fully. That is the operative word today, fully. Everybody say Fully. He did not go fully after God because he had other stuff. He was over here doing his own thing. And then he got hooked up with these women. They heart wasn't even right. He was literally seduced out of the presence of God into a pseudo God, a false God, began to not. And it says that he did not. 
He went not fully after the Lord. See, you can be 25% wrong and you still wrong. That's why God is saying today, I want your whole heart. Because if you're not following fully after the things of God, you are not following God. Fully. I know this is not one of those messages where you want to jump a shout and do backflips and run, but I tell you what, if we could just grab hold of what the Lord is saying today, it's going to save our soul. It's going to save our family. When I read in the Old Testament, in in Deuteronomy 28, it talks about the fact that, you know, all the blessings will come upon me. And it says that my children are blessed and blessed in the Bible means to have the kingdom of God in your heart. But if I am not following fully the way of the Lord, I begin to negate some stuff. I begin to put blockers up where God is trying to bless my children. He's trying to save them. He's trying to save my whole household. But all of a sudden, I put blockers in the way. Because I'm not fully following the things of God. Because I've gotten over here. First of all, I've left the word. Because now I want that money. Hmm. I'm going to try to figure it out. How am I going to get that house? Maybe I'll go get a, a second mortgage or something like that. Or maybe I'll just go to the, the, I don't think they have payday loans down here. That's kind of illegal in North Carolina. But in Michigan, you could put your car up and get a loan. Trying to figure out how to get it. And God is saying, I want to bless you. But you put, see, what God is saying today, we have put blockers up that are literally blocking him from moving in our lives the way that he desires to move because going according to uh verse six we are not going fully after the lord okay so i just heard somebody say well that's old testament apostle that's old testament guess what the bible says that in the beginning was the word And if Jesus is, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, every word in this book from end to amen applies to us, and it will behoove us to look at it, read it, digest it, and do it. We got to fully follow after the things of God. And it goes on to say, then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Amnon. And we know that uh, Amnon, I believe that was uh, Lot and his daughter slept together, and that whole tribe came from there. So now you got a whole thing of a perversion going on. That's where the whole Amnon came from. Ammon, sorry, A-M-M-O-N, Ammon. So then you have the king, the priest, the one that built God's house, that put that ark in the house, that began to say, God, you know, God spoke to him twice. But he let what he wanted to do pull him out of where God had him. And it goes on to say in verse 8, And likewise did he for all his strange wives with burnt incense and sacrificed unto their God. And the Lord was angry with Solomon. See, that's one thing I don't ever want God to do is get angry with me. I felt his wrath before. 
that I don't ever want to feel that again. I felt his spirit pull away from me before. And I don't ever want to feel that again. I felt the Holy Spirit withdraw from me before. And I tell you what, by God's grace, I'm not going to ever feel that again because I'm going to do. I'm determined. The kingdom suffered violence and the violent take it by force. I'm taking my salvation by force and I'm holding on to it. Because I'm not going to let nothing pull me out of the place in God that he has established me because of what I want to do. Because what Allison want to do. Because what somebody said they think I should be doing right now. Are you hearing me today? It's not about us. It's all about him. It's not about our will. Jesus said, it's not my will be done, but nevertheless, Father, your will be done. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, can you imagine knowing that you're going to die? You're going to be beaten, whipped, and you're going to be nailed to a cross. But not my will, Father. My flesh want to live. That's a whole sermon right there. Is your flesh dead? But nevertheless, he did what the father sent him here to do. And another thing that Jesus did not do, he didn't do nothing unless his father told him to do it. He was in authority, but he was under authority as well, under the authority of his father. So, apostle, why do we think we don't have to be under nobody's authority? Why do we think? Let me tell you something. You wide open for the devil. Wide open. Well, who does she think she is up there talking about? You don't need to be under no authority because I was rebellious and I had the same thought when I first started. And I said thought, (laughs) T-H-O-U-T. G-H-T, something like that. But anyway, I had the same perception perspective on things when I first got in ministry because people had swelled my head up and told me how awesome I was and how I was going to do all this great thing and you don't need to be nowhere and you can just go out and do your own thing but honey let me tell you I start believing that junk and the Lord says sit your hind parts down and read numbers chapter 16 that's why I can preach that word because he said you're rebellious And what happened? In Numbers chapter 16, Dathan, Abram, and um, Korah led all those people to their destruction because of one person's rebellion. It wasn't enough that he was a Levite taking care of the things of God. He ended up rebellious, following his own thing. Now, same thing, kind of same with Solomon here. Solomon got in himself, in his feelings, and wanted to do his own thing. Korah wanted to be the ringleader. Who are you, Moses? So I was rebellious. So I thought that because I had a call on my life that I could go do whatever I wanted to do and I didn't have to answer to nobody but God. There is such a thing of hearing from yourself. There is such a thing of witnessing to your own spirit. See, in the Old Testament, The priest 
they had what you call the umming and thumbing. And whenever the Lord was speaking to them, the umming and thumbing would get to cutting up. And they knew God was saying either yes or no. But nowadays, you got the familiar spirit, spirits of divination, all these spiritual wickedness and high places and things that can attack you in the realm of the spirit and make you think you heard from God, but you have not because you refuse to submit. Your word ain't being checked by nobody but yourself. Don't talk to me. I don't want your word because your word is polluted. And your word is tainted. And your word has not been proven. The devil know the word. He can mix it up and make it sound good too. I don't know why God is having me here. But guess what? I ain't moving until he say move. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Any darts get thrown, may they hit you back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So Solomon, what were some of those idols that he began to worship? When it talks about the Moabites, Chemosh was the national deity of the Moabites whose name meant destroyer. So think about this. You are a builder of the kingdom of, of the things of God. You just, you didn't destroy his house. You built it. But now you're going to go over and begin to worship a God whose name means destroyer and subduer or fish God. We remember that fish God when, it, you know, they set it up in that temple and then they put the ark in there and it was fall, it fell over. And then the next day it came and the head and everything was gone. And then the priest, they priest went to running. So we ain't coming back across that threshold because they knew God. So then he also began to uh, worship the uh, gods of the Ammonites. And of course, we know that that was an incestuous relationship between Lot, Abraham's nephew and his younger daughter. And that's found in Genesis 19.38. If you want to go look it up, it's in there. And they literally burn people alive in a metal bull. This is who Solomon began to worship because he was supposed to be there and he ended up over there. See, it's so important that we keep them blinders, spiritual blinders on. Apostle, I just keep hearing the Lord saying, you need to be accountable, not you. But, yeah, we all do. But you know what I'm saying? I just keep hearing, because I have to make stuff clear, because, you know, people will take stuff and, you know, say, you know, Apostle Cross told Apostle Amanda she needed to be accountable. That is not what I said, and that's not how I meant it. When we teach and we just talk to one another like that. But what I'm hearing the Lord say is, you need to be accountable. Because something is coming. And if you're not accountable, and you're hearing from yourself, Honey, you ain't going to be able to handle what's about to hit you. I know I'm talking right. And no, I'm not speaking ill will over no one. I'm just saying what I'm hearing. Now, Solomon also, when he went off into his own thing, he began to, the Edomites, they worshiped the fertility gods, the Sidonians. And guess what? Jezebel was a Sidonian princess, right? And they worshiped fertility gods, asterisks, and things like that. And so... He was a king. He built God's house, but yet he found himself over there. They worship 
the, he worshiped the Hittite's God, which was one of his wives was a Hittite. And they, religious belief, maintained that the spirit of a dead person with a grievance against a living person might continue to haunt them. But we're talking about Solomon. But yet he found himself in a situation because he refused to stay on the path. So now he's going to be burning up folk, messing with the God of destruction, messing with Asherah, talking to dead folk. Come on now. That's a whole lot of stuff. See what kind of doors he opened just by not obeying and listening to the Lord. How many doors have we opened? How many of us today have open doors that all of a sudden all this stuff is starting to pop up and happen and, and, and we don't know why it's happening because, Lord, I'm praying every day, but yeah, are you praying to the God of Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, or are you praying with the intent of your own heart? Because you need something from God. Are you praying out of heart that's fully enveloped in him? Or are we praying because we need something from him because we in a situation? As I said, this message may not be something you want to hear, but I tell you what, it was good to me when I was studying. I tell you what, because guess what? I was was repenting the whole time. I was saying, God, we the first partaker. So obviously it's something in here that I need to check about myself. So I began to go down the list and the first thing I had to do was say, God, I'm sorry. I repent for telling everybody else I love them more than I tell you. I put everybody back in their place and I allow you to get in your place in my life as king and of Lord. Amen. So what I hear the Lord saying today, you're off course. Let that sit for a minute. So who does she think she is telling me I'm off course? Because the spirit of the Lord told me to tell you. You off course and if you just got offended at me, yeah, it's you. If the shoe hit you. Oh, well. Don't know what to tell you about that except repent. See, I'm not one of those people that mix words. I don't have time for that. We don't have time to mix words. People are dying, going to hell every day. And while we mixing words and trying to be cute, we have people that we know, that we know of, that we live next to going to hell. So the Lord says you're off course. He also said it will be well with you if you can choose, if you choose to, con- one second, he said you're off course right now but it will be well with you if you get back in your place see God is not gonna leave you in a situation God always tells us what we need to do to get back on the right track and then he binds up our wounds and he helps us but if you found yourself over here and you know full well you need to be right there You need to cut off everything and everybody that's pulling you out of the will of God. 
I hear the Lord saying, return back to your first love. Remember how it was when you first got saved? Oh, it was so wonderful. And guess what? You know, living for the Lord is thrills, romance, and adventure. Well, how can it be romance? See, that tells me you ain't intimate with him. (laughs) And let me tell you, you ain't going to be able to know what real romance is until you get romantic with him. Amen? Uh Uh-huh. I got a couple of them. Amen. A couple of y'all know what I'm talking about. So he says, turn back to your first love. Seek me while I may be found. And guess what? Today it's between you and God. No one has to lay hands on you. No one has to do anything because this is a personal thing today. God wants your whole heart. See, we don't want a situation like with what happened with Solomon. All of a sudden he did all this great stuff. Uzziah did all this great stuff. And then at the end of the day, Uzziah had leprosy and he was a king and he had all this stuff going on. And it said he died a leper. Solomon built the house of God, restored the temple. He spent probably in today's market billions of dollars because he overlaid wood with pure gold. That's how serious he was about making God's house look good. But at the end of the day, after all of that, it said he died a leper when you were a leper in the old testament they put you out the city you can and they put him in a several house that means a separated house ain't nobody coming to see you see that's how the enemy will do you that's how he gets you he set you up real good and then when he get done with you don't nobody want to be bothered with you be like you have spiritual leprosy church folks don't want to see you the world don't want to see you because you done messed over everybody. And then you're outcast. So God is saying, come back to him. Stop following in your own path. There are some things coming like has never been seen, has never been seen before in America and the Lord wants to prepare us and spare us. Get back in place. Get back on course. Stop walking in the way that seemeth right to you and let go of everything that has your attention in this season. I cannot stress the seriousness enough of getting back in your place with God. Because when stuff begin to hit, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And if you are in the house of God and Jesus come on a Sunday... And everything go to falling and you looking around talking about what's happening. You missed the rapture. That's my message. What a word. I want to apostle wrap that up because the Lord was showing me something as she was ministering. All this stuff that's right here. Daquan. Could you bring it back up front for me? This is what the Lord was showing me. I'm telling you, if you follow the word, and that was the word. She come out of the word. And some people do get offended because they don't want to do what the word tell you to do. All of this stuff, put it right here in the middle. Y'all know that scripture that says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide where under the shadow of the almighty remember how apostles say you get over there and you should be here this is what the lord is saying when jesus went to go be with the father 
He said, I'm going away to prepare you a place. And the place that he prepared, it has everything that you need. It's a mansion, right? So God said, this is the house. As long as you stay in this house up under my wing and don't go outside of that, you're protected, you're healed, you're delivered, you're set free, you're prospered, you have everything you need. But when you open the door and allow the enemy to come in through all of that that you said, this is how this house get moved. So he said, if you stay in the house, you're the temple, you're his house. And if you abiding in his word and his word is abiding in you, no matter what come your way, you are protected. But as soon as you let somebody take you out of the house, then that's when the enemy attacked because he already destroyed the works of the enemy. Everything has been taken care of through grace. This is what apostle said. Jesus said, I come to not do away with the law. I come to fulfill the law. So he has given us everything we need through his son. So as long as we stay in the house, as long as we stay in the word of God, come what may, we are protected. So he's saying, stay in the house. Then this is something for somebody else. God was telling me this. Y'all know I couldn't stay off this pulpit. <laughs> I'm sitting there just grabbing this word because it was so good. Every time you spoke something, God was just hooking us up. But he told me to tell you this. I don't know who it is in the house. It may be several people that you've been fasting. But God said we got fasting messed up. Because the fasting that we do, it isn't for us to get anything from God. We have everything we need through Jesus Christ. But he said... Isn't this the fast that I have chosen for a man to afflict his soul? It is to bow down his head as a bulrush to spread sackcloths and ashes. And he said this, will thou call this a fast and acceptable day to the Lord? This is the fast he has chosen. Listen at this, to loosen the bands of the wicked, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. That ain't for you. That's for somebody else. So you're afflicting yourself to do all what God has called you to do so you can do it the way he wants you to do it. You're not fasting just to get you healed, delivered, and set free. You should already know you healed, delivered, and set free, but you don't want nothing to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. So whoever in this house has been fasting or been saying, God, I'm fasting because I need this, come off of it. Because you out of the will of God. Last thing. Althea, I need for you to put on Dwayne Woods. And it's a song that say, let go. And this here, James Moore. Can you stand here at attention, please? God is saying to you, man of God. There's so much in you that he said, I have invested in you. There's so much I want to do in you and through you, but you got to let go totally and completely because as apostle was speaking that word, I can see that word pouring into you, just pouring into you because you catch it just like that. But what the enemy want to do, he want to stop you from bringing out of you what's being poured in you. 
So he brings all kinds of distractions, all kinds of things to get you frustrated. But God said, give him this song. I want you to listen to this song. And if God is speaking to anybody in this room too about this song, it's time to let go. It's time to really let go. Let it speak to your heart. I couldn't seem to fall asleep. There was so much on my mind. Searching for that peace. But the peace I could not find. So then I kneel down to pray. Praying, help me please. And he said, you don't have to cry. Cause I'll supply all your needs. As soon as I stopped worrying. As soon as I stopped worrying. Worrying how the story is. When I let go. When I 